Underground Podcast Network. So we're 12 days into the new year. Yeah. And uh, my goal was to work out pretty much every day. Get back into shape, lose some of the weight that I got from the fall sadness minute, that is, I had. Is this where I can play this music now? Well, <laughs> I'm assuming that the you probably don't need to play it. <laughs> no, I have uh, I have been going to the gym every day at 5 a.m. That was the uh, by the way that was the CrossFit music that he said to retire because I'm not doing CrossFit anymore. <laughs> so I've been going to the gym every day 5 a.m. Uh, just want to recap: uh, after 12 days, my neck hurts. <laughs> Uh, I'm constantly tired, and I'm now eating somewhere between six to seven thousand calories. Um, I, I figured he was going to tell us he was going to the uh, gym every day and getting a haircut. <laughs> we want winners here. You smell like a winner. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe. That's right. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? Well, we better get on with it. Broadcasting live, it's radio for winners. Here are your hosts, Tony, Jeremy, and Don. Another week, another episode of Radio for Winners. Jeremy, Tony, Cherokee, Don. Oh, man, a special guest on this week's Radio for Winners. Coming up a little bit later, Ryan Connor from last season's uh, Last Comic Standing. Uh, Going to talk to him about uh, making a murder because Don has finally finished making a murder uh, and uh, Jeremy refuses to watch it. I've actually watched. Hold on, I've actually watched a TV show that we that's that's current. You have the whole thing. The whole thing. Not the Cliff's Notes version. Not uh, not just watching one episode and saying, yeah, you'll get to it someday. Please don't talk about it. You watch the entire thing start to finish. Oh, glad that we had to bring a special guest in to help uh, talk about this, and that the special guest wasn't you. No. Well, I'm not a special guest. I'm here every week. Well, most weeks. You're not here every week. I've, I've missed a couple of weeks, a handful of weeks. I almost missed tonight. I might be a little bit depressed. So I'm glad we have someone coming on who I, can talk about this show <laughs> hey, can I? while I sit in the corner and drink all the beer in this <laughs> By the way, um, we'll talk about it in a little while, but the fridge is cleaned out. I saw. All right. And I'll, I'll, we'll talk about that in a little while. But... Um, I, I, I'm <laughs> Stay tuned for the riveting fridge cleaning segment. <laughs> well, you Don won't believe driving. it. It involves Don driving all over the place first. <laughs> I, I do want to say how proud I am of Tony. He had a lot to cram into that intro right there with the, you know, letting us know what our names are and who was also going to be Ooh. on and where that person was. How many times did you practice that? I wrote it all down and I still flubbed it. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Connor. So I have a huge and multiracial family. I actually have 11 brothers, and here's how that happens. So my parents got divorced when I was two. My mom and stepdad have been together since I was four. My stepdad's black. I have two black stepbrothers, four adopted brothers who are black, two Vietnamese brothers, a Chinese brother, and two white brothers. And I'm right in the middle age-wise. Like, picture a college brochure. That's pretty much what it looks like. But, like, you see my family photo, your first thoughts like, yeah, I'd go there. I'd probably go there. <laughs> Joining us on the Radio for Winners flub line uh, is Ryan Connor. Uh, he was on last season's last comic standing. Uh, you can also listen to him on Caligua's Grotto, which I hope I pronounced correctly because I always get it wrong. Uh, you can check him out on that. And also, uh, if you played in our pickup league, uh, he was Sex Cauldron. Uh, finishing, I believe, six. Ryan, how's it going? Uh, it's going well. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing. Gr- I'm doing great. Doing great. He good, was. Good. Wait a minute. He good. was. Se- he was Thanks sex cauldron. Me. Yeah, Ryan was sex cauldron. Oh, he beat all of us because we did terribly in our own league. You stopped picking three weeks ago. I was not doing well. <laughs> so, Ryan, we brought you on the show to talk about making right? a murder uh, because Don has just finished it, and I finished it uh, when it first came out. Jeremy, of course. Uh, refuses to watch TV because he's just depressed and drunk. But uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on that, but we'd be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about Last Comic Standing. I thought, personally, you were the breakout star. Even though you didn't win, I thought you were the breakout star last uh, last summer. Well, thanks, Tony. I really appreciate that. I don't know if you're just saying that because we shared hotel rooms or uh, or you're being genuine. I've never seen you be genuine. So. No, <laughs> no, nope. uh, no. I, I am serious. Now I, I want to know. It's been a few months now since you've been on. Have you figured out what postmodern comic 
which is what Roseanne Barr called you. Have you figured out what the hell that means? Uh, I think it's something you just say when you're on pills. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, give us a little bit. What was the, uh, the was background uh, on Last Comic Standing? How did you get invited to the show? Uh, what was like the overall experience? I know that, that I guess the listeners don't understand it. You got you actually taped Last Comic Standing back in the March April time frame, right? Yeah, man, it it was awesome, dude. dude it okay. So I first auditioned for the show, like, God, what month is it now? Like a year and a half ago. Wow. Yeah. So that was that was the it was like the first audition was for for casting people. Um, and like they'd already gone through, you know, screening videos and the, the executive producer screened everyone. It was like one of the sites and paid her with, I think they said they started with like 1500 people hmm. and then, and then they saw like, or maybe it was even more. And then they saw a few hundred live, um, or they had the casting people see a few hundred live and they brought the videotapes to us in page. And then Wyatt and Paige saw, I think, 300 live. So that wow. was a callback. Now, are they seeing you live, I, like, in a comedy club setting, or are they seeing you, like, yeah. actually going into a room and, ta- and doing your jokes in front of, like, three people that are judges? Well, well, first, uh, the first audition is at the Improv in L.A., um, and it's, for, you know, in front of a packed house, and the casting people are there. And then for the final audition, it's... Uh, if you're relatively new it could be really intimidating because everyone's ushered in in groups of five uh you can't hear what's happening in the showroom and then you're just brought out and you only perform for the executive producers and a few network people make me me laugh funny man make me laugh yeah it's like eight people in a comedy club that you're performing for um (laughs) So you you have to be very comfortable. Um, like, luckily, my my set went over well. So I didn't have any like awkward silences or anything. Um, so I felt really good coming out of it. And then I found out in um, like last October that I got this show. And then oh, wow. it didn't shoot until the following March, and then it didn't air until the end of July. So I found out I got the show almost a year before I could tell anyone. Wow. How is that? <laughs> Not being able to tell anybody. How does that go? Oh, it's horrible. I, I mean, I still, I didn't tell anyone. Well, yeah, I mean, I told my wife. That would have been stupid if I didn't do that. But that would have been really I don't no tell my wife a lot of things. No one of my family knew or anything. <laughs> what what did you say? I said, I don't tell my wife a lot of things. It makes things much easier. <laughs> So wait, if you if you go and do an act and then you completely change your act because you know comedians constantly write new material and whatever, and then you show up and you're a hundred percent different, will they just throw you off the show? Well, no, I mean you can do whatever you want. Um, it's expected that you'll do your audition set in your first show, though. Um, but I mean everyone constantly evolves too. But any material anyone's doing on TV is material they're already sick of anyway. Yeah, and for the most so, part, these people have been in the business. They've been doing comedy for 10-plus years. I mean, most of them. I mean, the nice thing about this season right. and the season before that is that uh, uh, since Wanda Sykes has taken over is that you have comedians that are actually funny uh, on the show. <laughs> like, right. The bulk of, of the show is yeah, funny yeah. comedians, whereas in the past they'd bring on, you know, almost like the circus sideshow, people out like waiting out in the street. They didn't have that this time. They brought in people that were actually real comedians. So now, how I think about- it kind of... But Ryan, how do you yeah. how do you not tell like how how do you not tell like anybody what the outcome of the show was if you knew you know seven eight nine months ago? It, because you just know that you can't do that because we, you know, when you're on any TV show, you sign a non disclosure agreement, and when you look at that agreement, you know uh, that <laughs> if you tell anyone, you're fucked. This so is why you don't tell anyone. This is why no one on this show will ever have to be in any situation where a non-disclosure agreement has to be signed. While you're signing, you're calling somebody, <laughs> telling them, "Hey, guys, really fast! I'm signing a non-disclosure agreement right now while we're sitting here. It's fantastic." So, Ryan, you're on NBC uh, during it. I want to know for for fat people like me, what was the food situation uh, in the back room, the green room, before you went on? 
Uh, tell me that the network treated you guys right. Uh, they did. They did. It was, it was like a good like buffet-style thing, good good, uh, good fruit spread. There was always good, some good meat and good vegetarian options. He's fucking fat ass. <laughs> what about cheeseburgers? Did you have Does that have question cheese- written down? That's, that's the only that's question he had written down. <laughs> That's all I care about. That's your that, only question. Ryan, that's the one that he's practiced for the past week in the mirror prepping for this interview. I actually haven't even seen Making a Murderer. That was just a ruse to get you on so I could ask you yeah. what kind of food they had do, backstage. Do, do you have any follow-ups about, like, the ranch dressing? Like, <laughs> what kind of, uh, what kind of was side Was it cheese aged or was it new? Did you like the – was it blue cheese? Was it blue cheese? <laughs> Talking to Ryan Connor uh, – from Last Comic Santa Glass season. Also, Caligula's Grotto. Uh, now, I can pronounce it now. It took me about four years to You're get close. it right, Ryan. Uh, he still uh, messed it up. I mean, he, yeah, it, it, was, it was close. Yeah, it's close. It, it's, it's, uh, it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's a good name for a podcast if you know the reference. If you don't, it's a terrible name. Ah, uh, nothing like inside jokes for podcasts. That's the one that we get Yeah, here. I know, right? Yeah. Fucking yeah. stupid. <laughs> Fucking stupid. <laughs> So we brought you on. Don finally. We can't change it now. Don uh, finally finished uh, making a murderer. Uh, And usually, uh, if you don't know Don's history of TV, he never watches any shows at all. We still can't Uh, talk about The Sopranos. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not even a joke. That's a serious statement. Now, uh, do you watch Game of Thrones, Ryan? And did they take this off of like track two from the Game of Thrones soundtrack and decide to use that as their theme? What? Okay, uh, he probably can't hear the speaking sound. Speaking of the, you can't talk about the Sopranos. I had I heard someone last week complain about a spoiler for Rosebud. Spoiler. Someone said it's a sled, and, and someone in earnest goes, "I haven't seen it yet." <laughs> I was like 80 years old. You can't really. You're, you're not going to see it at this point. It's not going to happen. Yeah, but not that old. But my wife was at a party and someone was complaining about one of the the newer M Night Shyamalan movies, and they were like, "Yeah, because uh-huh. you know it's like Bruce Willis is talking to dead people." And she turns around, and she goes, "Is that about that movie I haven't uh- seen yet?" <laughs> She's dead serious. Oh She's like, God. "I didn't know what it was." I was like, "For real? That's like 20 years old at this point. You really missed out." Well, I mean, you know, the the TV show Breaking Bad is something that we can't talk about on this show. I know. I've I've never what? watched it. Yeah. You're like, this teacher seems down on his luck. I'll catch up with it someday. Ryan, you you have seen my litter of children than I have. I, I have no time but to raise them. Yeah, and I don't I don't do that very children. Yeah, I don't do that very well, to be very honest with you. So but I did I did I did watch Making a Murder. With I, his four children. Well, there there may have been one or two that <laughs> yeah. were asleep inside the inside the bed. But I, I have yeah. caught up. I watched this whole this whole uh like ten episodes. That's about as as much as I can possibly commit to. Um, but I was I was floored throughout the entire process. Now, Tony, you've watched it as well. I was. You give a little bit of background on what the story is. I guess we can do the spoilers. I mean, enough people have seen it. It's in the news pretty much every day now, or at least has been for the mm-hmm. last couple of weeks. So uh, the backstory is is that uh, Steve Avery was falsely accused of a sexual assault, a rape, uh, back in the eighties. He was convicted and then uh, freed by uh, newly found DNA evidence, and then. Uh, about a year, year and a half, two years after his release, uh, he <laughs> there was a woman found. Well, not really found. I would say just her bones. <laughs> so far, uh, this is well worth laughing. <laughs> I, I look how he's <laughs> laughing at this part. <laughs> so, so he basically is. I went through the whole trial, and it basically takes place. Uh, it take, goes through the entire trial of of, of him as well <laughs> as uh, his agent. nephew. That was the worst Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, terrible Tony this is what you said. This is what you said. Uh, a year and a half, two years after he's out, uh, they find a little, no, they found bones, and it goes to the trial. Like, what? You can't just the whole fucking story. Long story short, they make a murderer. Anyway, right. get back to the craft table. He's accused of murdering Teresa Hallbach. He found some bones. <laughs> and then he's put on trial. And because he feels that the police department, is, I'm still introducing this terribly, yeah. uh, even after going through the detail. But he, he essentially thinks he was framed. And the documentary 
uh, kind of takes that. Bottom line here, folks, be... is that hold on. Bottom line here, folks, is that if you haven't seen it, we did not spoil anything. So, so, <laughs> no. far, so far, Tony's description the, the is not yet. Tony spoiled was the name of. The <laughs> <laughs> you got that part right. So, Tony, just in general, if someone believes that they were framed, it means that they didn't do it, which means they were framed. So either he thinks he's framed, <laughs> either he knows he was framed, or he knows he wasn't framed. There's no gray area there. Like, did I kill this person? I don't really know. I mean, I hit a body and then I ran off, but I. I don't know if they were dead or not. <laughs> oh, fantastic. All right, so, so Ryan, you caught the show. What did you think overall? Um, oh, I mean, I, I thought it was really well made. I liked how it was like all archival footage, or that mixed in with new footage. Like there wasn't any like they didn't rely on talking heads too much, which was just great. But uh, I mean. I think Brendan Dassey is 100% innocent. Oh. I think that was that was a complete oh. uh, coerced confession. And I think Stephen Avery, I would I would say 95% that he's innocent. Yeah, Tony, you want to do your synopsis no, or you... I would say based on because when I watched it, I was completely with you, Ryan. I thought uh, there's no way these guys did this. <laughs> they were framed. There's <laughs> no way uh, these guys are guilty. Yeah. Uh, but then I looked at all the post, uh, you know, afterwards I went on, on uh, Googled, uh, you know, the, the case. And there was all this evidence that was presented uh, during the trial that was not in the show at all. And I feel like the show was completely biased to prove that, uh, that he was framed. Whereas if you look at the other evidence that's out there, I think it does support why they were both found guilty. See, I, I actually disagree. I disagree with that. And, and, and I'll be honest with you. I lost, um, and Ryan, you brought up a very good point. I lost... Um, I don't know. I lost interest after episode seven when they sort of announced the Stephen Avery verdict, and I, I really wasn't bought into the um, the Brandon Dassey um, you know, part of it because I was like, well, he's he's at least going to be released because there's no way in anyone's right mind that they could convict this kid. Of, of this crime mm-hmm. based off of his testimony because the testimony was obviously coerced and, and it was it was it was horrible and then um, I actually I, I missed part of episode eight and and then when I woke up by the way I was taking a nap I was on my day off but I woke up and then I see that he's being hauled off the jail and I was I was floored I could not believe that the system let him down this way and then to see that the lawyers were not involved in him and that immediately that that jerk lawyer with the blonde hair the guy with the glasses that always had that smirky smile on his face the fact that he was looking for the plea bargain deal you know before ever meeting with brandon the fact that he let that investigator meet with i i was i was floored by it yeah no yeah i agree yeah i i I mean I, i i was absolutely shocked uh, when they read his verdict now, but Tony, um, I will say, I know what you're talking about, uh, about things that were brought here. Um, but if you look into those things, like they're easily refutable and they were refuted at trial, which is why they were left out. Um, for example, one, one of the things that, um, that, that, uh, they brought up was they said that, uh, that what's her name again? What's the victim's name? <laughs> Teresa Hallbach. <laughs> he was just testing Teresa to see if Hallbach. you knew what the name was, Tony. Good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that uh, that she was scared of Stephen from some other trips there. Well, two of her coworkers testified that's not the case at all. Yeah, that she just thought he was a gross man. She wasn't scared of him at all. She just thought he was gross because she came one time and he was in like a, a like a kid pool in his yard and he got up and put a towel around him to talk to her. FYI, and I went to Jeremy's house three times this summer, found him all three times in a kiddie pool in his front yard. No water in it either. It's <laughs> me in a kiddie pool. See, and maybe it's just house reporting the media because that same setup was him coming to the door in his towel, then a receptionist saying from Auto Trader saying that Teresa had requested not to go back to the house because of how creepy he was. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I but, guess it depends on where you're getting... It- or where you're seeing that information. I looked at a lot of news articles from that time of the trial, and, and mm-hmm. I felt like maybe those, those, were, uh, those reports were maybe biased uh, to Steve Avery's guilt, but I still think there's evidence that was just not, not enough evidence was, was entered in that gave him any kind of, like, any doubt that he wasn't framed. Well, okay. Like the handcuffs well, and, and the uh, leg I, irons that were found in his house. 
I, I read all the same things. There, there were, I mean, there was no evidence. There was no physical evidence found in his house at all. I mean, the key was found after on the fourth day of searching in the middle of this floor. And it just so happened to have been found right when the detective who found all the evidence arrived. Like it, it, there's a lot of it, fingers it, pointing it, to that Lieutenant Link. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, I, I mean, know. why would it they? None of, it had none of her DNA on it. Like, get the fuck out of here. No DNA on it but his. Like, there was no other DNA on it but his. And mm-hmm. why Why was the sheriff's department that were supposed to recluse themselves from this investigation, why were they even involved? There should be no reason yeah. that they should have ever been there. They should have said, you know what, there's a lawsuit going on. We don't want to get involved. Let's just let this other sheriff's department and the DA handle everything, let them do in, in, the entire thing, and that way there's no, with, without a shadow of a doubt, there, there will be you know, enough evidence to, to, to make this case stick. And they get involved, and he's right. the one that finds this stuff. It doesn't make any sense. Right. Guys, and, and I've now, watched 12 seasons sorry, of CSI. I, I, I know how to clean up a murder scene by now, all right? Tony, Tony, can I address one more thing with the, uh, the you know, the, the shit that Ken Kratt said after the fact? Yes. So, so first of all, they, they had two versions of, of the murder. One was that he stabbed her on, it, on Thank his Thank you, bed, Ryan. Okay? Now, there was no blood in his apartment or in, in his trailer, Okay. The other version is they sh- she sh- was shot in the head in the garage. There was no blood in there. They, <laughs> okay? Ryan, so they, that's, chiseled, that's, they chiseled up the concrete of the garage where the crack it was in the garage to even right. dig down there to see if there's any blood. No blood. Yeah, and there's no, no blood spatter on anything. Now, then the, the thing that a lot of people are like, oh, this, is, this makes sense, what Ken Kratz said after the fact, which actually makes no sense at all, was he said, we got non-blood DNA from Stephen Avery from the hood latch on the car. And he said that was corroborated by Brendan Dassey saying that he rode in the passenger seat with Stephen when they parked the car. And, and he said Dassey even said that he opened the hood to detach the battery cable. Yes. Well, we, we know that Brendan Dassey's entire confession was coerced. So that's one. Two, anytime you store a car, of course, you unhook the battery so it doesn't drain. So you could say that about anything. Now the question is, why would his D- non-blood DNA, meaning sweat or skin cells, be on the latch, but he doesn't have fingerprints or any other DNA anywhere on the car except for the blood that was clearly smeared from a plastic instrument? See, why would he have me, Ryan, that you did homework. No, no non-blood. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. The guy had an IQ of 70. And he, there was no non-blood DNA wait, wait, I gotta anywhere st- in the car. No fingerprints anywhere. But he, so, so you're saying, so he wore gloves and cleaned everything up, but he took his gloves off to open the hood? That makes no sense at all. Several members of this show have IQs of in the 70s, so just as an <laughs> FYI. Be careful. Also, I think you have left out an important detail, Ryan. If it's non-blood DNA, it means it could be semen. And there's plenty of semen on every part of my car. And I can't control it. Right. I can't tell you the last time that I didn't open up the hood of my yeah. car without ejaculating all over yeah. it. All yeah. over it. He's just he's trying to <laughs> masturbate it open. Right. I didn't even think about that. So, Jimmy, that open. Probably did it. That, probably did so it. I have a couple quick points that I wanna I wanna bring up. Number one, there were three additional charges that were brought to Stephen Avery. Right? Three additional charges mm-hmm. that were brought on Stephen mm-hmm. Avery based off of the testimony or really not the testimony, but off of the confession of Brandon Dassey. We get through the entire trial, and the, the defense attorneys end up getting those three, um, th- those three charges dismissed. And part of those charges were the fact that she was murdered inside his bedroom, which would have resulted in a ton of blood, which, by the way, we didn't find any blood in the house, no blood in the garage whatsoever. The defense says, well, you know what, you know, the fact that the prosecution is 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 really trying this case based off of the fact that she was murdered in the house. Where's the blood The the prosecution comes back and says, no, 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 she was not murdered in the house. She was murdered in the garage. Well, now, if that's what the prosecution is going to say, it's the same prosecuting attorney that is also prosecuting Brandon Dassey. Brandon Dassey's testimony says that she was murdered in the house. She was tied up, tortured, murdered in the house. So, so really, right. from that standpoint, which, which was it? <clears throat> my, other, my other thing right. that sticks out to me, just, it, it's, it just sticks out. Why did Sergeant Colburn 
have the plates to that car. Now, why, yeah. why, why did, he, why did, why he, did he run them days earlier? See, yeah. I would dispute this because... Well, but, now, but now hold on real fast. Why did he... He didn't run the plates, by the way. Because a police officer that runs the plates is actually going to radio in to run the tag number. He didn't do that. He picked up the phone and called the dispatcher thinking that he wasn't being recorded and asked her oh. to run the plates. Because had he had he pressed the microphone button and ran the plates that way, it would have been recorded. However, any call into the dispatch center is going to be recorded. He just didn't realize that. So why would he bypass the actual oh. process to run the tags? Why would he call the dispatcher to run the tags that way? But I feel like what he did is he uh, he was reading off of a sheet because he he doesn't say Rav Four, which is what she was driving. He says yes, she, uh, yes, like he does. Toyota. He says he says yes, he green does. Toyota Rav Four. He absolutely did. Not uh, not the version I watched, guys. <laughs> All right. All you right. watched the family ver- the Family Guy version of uh, making a murder. All right. See, this is the problem with uh, having these kind of debates is because I'm easily swayed. Uh, here's, here's, the last thing, talk here's the last thing I'm going to leave you with, Tony. Here's the last thing I'll leave you with. When they took the initial vote of the jury, three for guilty, seven for not guilty. And in my opinion, I'm not saying that there's a ton of, in, uh, of innocence here. I'm not saying that he didn't do it. But in my opinion, the way that our court system should be set up is that you are, without a shadow of a doubt, have to be committed to this crime. In my opinion, there is a ton of doubt. There is a ton of doubt here as to why these two men should be should be not found they should be found not guilty. But they have been yeah. found guilty and consistently had any sort of appeal or new trial, which by the way has been ruled that they don't get a new trial by the same judges that found them both guilty, which to me is is insane that these people have the power to do this. All I know is that if I was in this situation, and I, there was just any sort of doubt whatsoever, and I was found guilty. This would be, this is a horrible, horrible travesty. We get a lot more listeners to this podcast yeah. after this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I also say, I want to make a couple other points. First, why would you kill someone when you have a multi million dollar lawsuit that's about to settle? Yep. That makes absolutely no sense. Well, I would I would repeat no, that by no. saying the fact that uh, you know I mean if you're not really thinking clearly when when you're about to murder somebody I don't think I don't think you think well you know maybe maybe I shouldn't do this because I'm gonna be getting but like five no six to, you know thirty six million no dollars whatsoever. The only person that would say that Tony is somebody that's murdered somebody and now we have questions for you yeah. as to whether or not you murdered people. Listen, I watched twelve seasons of CSI. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but also listen to this, you know. A couple, the, the juror that it, who had to be dismissed due to health issues, he spoke out and said, he, you know, it was clearly a frame job. And yeah. he's still speaking out about that. Another juror has come forward, too, and said that the seven of them were 100% convinced that he was innocent. And they were scared to, to hold steady. The three of them wouldn't bend at all. So they wouldn't, they said they refused to hold steady. Because they thought that the police would be able to figure out who thought they did the frame job and and would then target them and frame them for crime. If they could frame this Stephen was, Avery, they could easily frame any member of the journey, jury that voted. Yeah. Uh, that or voted. the member of journey. Such a small town, boy! It's like, uh, who was it, Coburn said, we, yeah. we, could, we could kill him much easier than yes. we could frame him. It's like, yeah. what kind of a monster would say that? Um and the, the other thing is alternate suspect. When you look at just on their property, um, I, I, I read the, uh, the brief from the, uh, his appellate attorney on alternate suspects just who live on that property. And personally, who I, I think that it was um, Brendan Dassey's brother and stepfather, yeah. who they, they have records as domestic uh, abusers and... Um, sex crime convictions, as do Stephen Avery's other two brothers who live on the property. And one of the things I I noticed was every time they spoke from beginning to end, they were condemning Stephen Avery and saying he was guilty from the beginning. They were the only family members who weren't giving him the benefit of the doubt. Yep. Did you notice that? Yeah, they were the only ones that really weren't, they, they, they were not interviewed 
very much for the program either. Right. And there's, yep, yep. He did. I mean, it, it just seems so clear that they were trying to deflect from themselves. Look, I'm not saying that this crime didn't happen on that property, and I'm not saying that there wasn't right. family involvement. I, I, I think that clearly there's, a, there's some evidence there to show that, but to, to show evidence that a crime committed on the property versus someone actually physically committing the crime, I don't think there's enough evidence there to find him guilty of that. Right. I think it's just easy to say that, you know what, let's just put him in there because you know, he's, yeah. he's the one that, that, that did it. I mean, clearly he was. I, I mean, again... For, for that horrific of a crime, show me where, yeah. and again, not that I'm a, a CSI expert, but show me where the blood evidence is. And the fact that the only blood right. that you could show me was his blood, his blood in that car in two specific places, and, and, and only they on... They were and, clearly smeared by yes. a plastic instrument. And her, like her blood was found on one bullet, one bullet, and that was found in the garage. Right. No other DNA anywhere in that horrific, by the way, that garage, did it remind you of anything? Reminded me of the Beat Lab, by the way. Um, so uh, there, there, there's some similarities there. But there would clearly be some DNA all throughout that entire that entire garage. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I definitely think it happened on that property. I don't think that the police were, like, bringing shit over from another uh, property, you know? I think they thought Stephen Avery did it because it seemed like it happened on that property, and they were like, we, okay, we need to make this match up with him. Instead of looking at the other people on the property who were much more likely, just the the weird, the weird uh, alibi. But for um, Bobby Dassey and and the stepdad of, oh no, we were driving down the street at this time and we waved to each other at three forty six or whatever. Yeah. You could ask <laughs> him the time. Weird. Like, what weird. a weird thing. Why? What a weird thing to know that you waved at each other at 346 or whatever. But why also, why also was the boyfriend, why, why was he, yeah. who, who accessed the voicemail, by the way, why was he yeah. allowed on the property, which just coincidentally was also the same right. piece of property where they found her vehicle and all that stuff? Like, why, why was he allowed to continue to, to do that? Again, there's just a ton no of idea, things that man. just don't match up. And again, without a, I, I have not seen a piece of evidence where I went, ah, you know what? He did it. You know, and, and that, that for me should be reason enough to, to let him free yeah. and let, let Brandon Dassey free. And, yeah, and- I, I, I definitely recommend looking up the, uh, all the case files and stuff. Uh, I can't even remember where I found it, but just, just Google it and, and look up the brief for alternate suspects. And it's, yeah, it, it's crazy. I mean, I, I definitely think someone on that property did it, but I, I also definitely think it was not him. Jeremy just said that there's a possibility that Larry Sheets um, was uh, was the one that committed. There's the crime. no way I would have said that. I would former never. Former Oriole Great Larry former Sheets. Former Oriole Great Larry Sheets. <laughs> hey Ryan, thanks for uh, coming on the show and shooting down uh, any kind of points that I might have had very early on. Well, uh, we, basically, you guys shutting solved me up. the mystery. Adnan did it. You don't trust a guy who uses the Best Buy parking lot phone. It's embarrassing. That is a. That is a. That is a podcast. That is not uh, making a murder. And the second episode, the second series of that podcast, terrible, that's, very boring. That's what I hear. Hey, Ryan, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, RC Comedy on Twitter. Just I one O Ryan. this time. <laughs> Jeremy will not Just be responsible o. for tweeting your information out because he will spell your information wrong. <laughs> hey, thanks, Ryan, for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks, Ryan. All right, thanks, Don. Bye. See you guys. I had to flub this one. I've uh, tried to say this four times, but I kept messing up. <laughs> Thanks uh, again to uh, Ryan Connor, comedian Ryan Connor, for joining us. You can check him on Twitter at RC Comedy and uh, his website, RyanConnorComedy.com. And that. look forward to next week when we have porn star Ryan Connor <laughs> of just RyanConnor.com on the uh, on the, on the Now, show. the quick question is, can, can you pronounce the name of the podcast that Ryan is on? I don't think I can. I looked at it, the spelling of it, because you go to his uh, Twitter page, he has a link to his uh, podcast, uh, Caligula's Murado, <laughs> uh, and I'm pretty sure I can't pronounce it. Sounded it like, is an excellent podcast. sounded like 15 syllables in there. 
It's uh, him and uh, co-host uh, Aaron Conroy and another co-host uh, named Alex Goncher, who's not on the show any longer. Don't know what that's all about. Uh, he doesn't can't figure out Skype or something. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, check out the show. It's a good show. <laughs> we only have IQs of 70. We figured it out, so it can't be that hard. I, uh, I appreciate Ryan coming on, a, a comedian who was on Last Comic Standing, who came on to talk about a serious murder series <laughs> TV, <laughs> TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I was hoping he, the problem is if Ryan always comes prepared, he always has uh, good points, and I was not <laughs> expecting it with my, like, half will. Uh, what about the handcuffs? What about the handcuffs? Like, all Don had. had was he had a crazy shirt Wait on. Wait a minute. Now, that's not, no. No, I, now, hold on. I think I held my own. You Tony, Tony, Tony fell off there. He was like, but um, he got some letters in hey, the mail. I, okay, you got some good points. He didn't do it. Yeah. I saw halfway through that uh, interview or a recap of the show where uh, where where my points were going uh, and they were going nowhere. So I decided let's just have let's just turn it over to See, Don and Ryan. <laughs> Tony is the problem with our judicial system. If he was on your jury, he'd be like, uh, you know what? Maybe he did do it. Yeah. All right. Um, Who was the last person to talk? That's the side that he's on. <laughs> Rock paper scissors shoot. Yep. Guilty. That's uh that's how it works. Now listen, I I do want to um. I do want to say that um, if you have seen the series, you did see Stephen Avey's garage, and his garage was was very messy. Now, I have been accused um, over the past couple, um, well, really for the past like two or three months. Since you've owned the garage. Okay, we, we had a lot of bottles and cans like on that table over there. Right, you're pointing to a table. No one listening can see a table. What do you see over there on that table? Well, you did clean the table. You've done an excellent job of cleaning the Beat Lab. It's actually, uh, for the Beat Lab, incredibly clean. The only time it was cleaner was the start of your poker game. Which I... Uh, Which is where all those bottles came from. <laughs> and the poker was actually a year and a half ago. It literally is like a homicide happening here. And you know what? Don't touch anything. It's, uh, it's evidence. It's evidence. So I, um, I cleaned up in here. I know. I see. It's very nice. Um, but I had to come in and strategize a little bit about how I was going to clean up. Um, because... I knew that all of those bottles and cans weren't empty. <laughs> no, something about urine in them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, maybe we could tweak this out. But I, I came in with a strategy, um, and the strategy was to bring in one of those Home Depot buckets. You know what I'm talking yeah, the, about, the, like like the, an orange paint bucket. Yeah, like the spackle bucket, like the big paint bucket, right? So my strategy was to come in with that, and I was going to take my recycling bin. And I was going to take all the empties and pour them in there. And then anything that was full, I was just going to dump it into the bucket. Oh, no. That would be the worst smelling bucket on earth. Because, again, some of those bottles have been there for a year and a half. Not to mention, now, do you remember that, um, I, I, I can't remember the specific situation, but I, like, left a cooler of, like, beer outside for, like, I don't know, like, eight or nine months? Yeah, it was in the back, right where I go to the bathroom. Right. And mm -hmm. then I brought all those beers in here and lined them up against the wall. Oh, why did you do that? I was peeing on those beers. Well, <laughs> that would explain the rust. But yeah, besides, besides the point, I opened each one of those as well. No! Yes! Oh. I needed to dump them into the bucket because I can't, you can't recycle a full bottle. You know what I mean? No one's going to call you out on it. They're not going to open it to check. Yeah, but I mean, I live here. They're not going to know it's from your house. It's the same. Yes, <laughs> yes, they are. The recycling people come and pick it up. You just put in a couple full ones a day, and, and uh, every time they fill it in, it, they won't even notice. So I dumped, I dumped all of those beers in. Now, those were good because there was just liquid in there. Little, little, little smelly. But I dumped them all in the bucket. But then I got over to the table. Now, the table had... There, let's be honest. One of the cans that I poured upside down, there was clearly liquid in it. Nothing came out when I turned it upside down. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Now, that one was one that I just I threw in the recycling bin, and I, I called it even. But there were, <laughs> there were some. <laughs> I, I called it even. <laughs> there were some that jumped. Even Stevens. Here, let me just toss <laughs> this can. Hey, even Steven in the morning. Um, listen. <laughs> so this is what I, this is what. Poured out into that, the bucket. Yeah, that's what it looks like. <laughs> it looks like someone threw up in a bucket. Tony, here, I'll show it to you. We uh, can. No, I'm all right. I can no. see it from. He afar. tricked you. It's a picture oh, of his dick. Disturbing. He's showing you a picture of his dick. Hope you enjoy that. That is, that is absolutely. Uh, that is penicillin, I believe. That's that so came bad. came out in large clumps. Now, do you know where I dumped that? <laughs> I'm sure right behind the <laughs> right behind the beat lab where I just went to the bathroom. Right behind the beat yeah, lab. That's fine. Where you, my friend, just went. To the bathroom. Well, that's okay, because it already smells like I went to the bathroom here for the last three years, so it's okay. If anything, that's the most sterile place on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> 
But the good news is the Beat Lab is clean. Yes, for this week it is clean until we have some other event. Or we've already put five beer bottles out here. <laughs> there is a ton of beer bottles here on the table. Yeah, that's just from tonight, though. Yeah, but um, I did want to show that out. Maybe we could send that out. You know, Facebook. Sure. Yeah. That. Well, 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 we could we could tweet it on our Twitter at Radio for Winners. We never use it. What so. is Ryan Connor's Twitter? Uh, at RC Comedy. How do you spell that? R C C O M E D Y. Uh, I thought it was. What is the Ryan? You, you spelled Ryan Connor's name wrong. No, he did. He had his own Twitter name wrong. Uh, that was the joke I was making, but okay. then he hung up. Sorry about that. <laughs> as soon as you call him out, he hangs up. Good for him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but actually, I'm glad he during the uh, the call you introduced him as uh, Sex Cauldron in our football picks league because that easily transfers to our regular sports segment. Now, oh, wow. our sports segment. Thankfully, almost over because football season's almost over. We don't talk about anything else. Do we get any feedback about the people just say, hey, can you guys just maybe cover the picks over like a course of three seconds? You know what? Actually, people didn't seem to mind. Uh, The only things I got comments on about last week was uh, people were very excited with my Chinese dentist joke. And uh, they were incredibly impressed by the soup Nazi impression. Tooth. Tooth hurting. (laughs) Two thirty. So those were those were good those were good comments. People really enjoy that, which means they listen through the football to get to the uh, the Seinfeld impression. So well, late week, breaking news this week. Uh, before we get into the picks, uh, the Rams are headed back to L.A. Rams are headed to Los. Oh, they're the Angeles. only team that were approved, huh? Yes. Uh, this year, I think the Chargers have an option to join them in two thousand. The following year. Wow. And the Raiders possibly after that, but I don't know. Like, I feel like the Rams and the Raiders had their shot. Like they shouldn't be allowed to come back. Well, but after what what the Rams wrote, they couldn't go back to St. Louis either. So it's probably good they let them go. But the St. Louis Rams, I mean, they, I mean, they've won a Super Bowl within the past twenty years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the Philadelphia Eagles have never won a Super Bowl. Yeah, but they're clearly a Philadelphia team. They can't move from Philadelphia. No one else will take. Can't be the, the L.A. Eagles. No. <laughs> Sounds like a, a show about lawyers. So last week we did the picks for last week's wild card NFL weekend. Yes. So I'm going to just go over the games very quickly. We're not going to waste a lot of time on it just to say who won each game and what our picks were. I do want to real fast say that I'm going to chime in here. I had I had Lego Man. Make oh, we had a Lego Man. Well. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, just want to see if he's doing better than the three of us. And the age of Lego Man again? Six. There's no Lego way he did Man worse than us. Six. Although we didn't get zeros, <laughs> we were very close. The first, actually, we weren't because the first game of the weekend was the Chiefs at the Texans. All right, and I will we give all you. I will give the Chiefs. We picked the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs at the Texans. Lego Man picked the Texans. And it was a blowout. The Chiefs won thirty to zero. So we were all correct. By the way, FYI, I had Lego Man make his picks all the way through. He had the Texans going to the Super Bowl. We'll have to he go is back. Not correct. We will have to edit that one down. <laughs> his week this week will not be as good. Uh, so we were all tied at one point there because everybody picked the Chiefs because the Texans really had no business being in the playoffs. Lego Man zero. The second game on Saturday night was an amazing game, at least towards the end. The oh. Steelers at the Bengals. If you guys watched that game, it was amazing and brutal and terrible and probably the best football game I saw all year. Okay. Uh, I'm the only one who picked the Steelers. You guys both picked the Bengals. Uh, Lego Man also picked the Bengals. Okay, well, I got one point there, and you guys got zero. So we're at one for you guys, two for me. All right. No. Two for you. Because I got the Steelers and the Chiefs so far. Oh, it doesn't did? get better than three guys who don't know sports <laughs> recapping <laughs> picks about games that they didn't even no, know any I, information I'm going to challenge that. It oh, does, I, watched, I watched all four games. It does get better when you see those same three men run across a casino floor to the betting booth to spend <laughs> to every lose dollar. Our money on trifectas. To, to spend every dollar that their wives have given them and lose on the trifectas while they eat pizza in misery. And on the way, see Evander Holyfield, but not stop. <laughs> Push him out of the way. <laughs> because we had to get those picks. Get him out of my way, Evander. I don't need that. Yes, push him out of the way. Hey, look, we're going to push Evander Holyfield out of the way again. Keep going with these picks. The third game, Sunday's games, Seahawks at Vikings. Okay. I picked the Vikings. You guys picked the Seahawks. The Seahawks also won that game. Lego Man picked the Seahawks. By, by a failed 21-yard field goal. <laughs> so I lost that one. All right, so now everybody's got Everyone's one. Got two. No, two. One. Lego Man has one. We Lego Man has one. And then the last game was Packers or Redskins. We all picked Redskins. I assume Lego Man picked the Packers. Lego Man picked Packers. And the Packers, of course, won by not a small margin. <laughs> so we are no smarter. No, we all scored two games correctly, and so did Lego Man, a we, six-year-old. We are as smart as a six-year-old. Now, can so we beat them this week? We're still on the hunt. Oh, we yeah. <laughs> still, we're still right there. We're all the Texans. Yes. So this week's games, Chiefs at Patriots. 
You don't have to play the music. You can play it anyway. She's the Patriots. I think you'd be a fool not to pick the Patriots. I'm going to take the Patriots. Well, now, Bill Belichick came out today with a black eye. Yep. How do you think that happened? I'm going to go with the flake gate. No? All right, I'll be a- I think he had a New Year's resolution to work out every morning at 5 a.m. <laughs> And just what happens when you work out. You wake up, you have black eyes, so, your neck hurts, you're eating seven Can you imagine Bill Belichick working out to this music? I imagine that's all he listens to. Just this song <laughs> and the Venga Boys. I'd really like to ride the train. <laughs> so, Don, you get picked for that game. Uh, what? Who's playing? Chiefs Patriots. <laughs> uh, in New England? Yes. Oh, man. Edelman's back. Kansas, looks like a strong Kansas game. Kansas City looks really strong, though. Yeah, they do, but it's the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots got something to prove this year. Let's go with New England. Tony. To be different, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I think uh, last week's game kind of got them with the momentum, and they're going to pull up and uh, pull off an upset. Uh, I do have. I, I'll, I'll have to follow back up next episode on on his pick. Sorry. On Lego Man's wait, everyone. Yeah. Next week, Lego Man and porn star Ryan Connor <laughs> going to be a great episode. <laughs> Sunday's game, we already oh, we didn't do that yet. In the second game, Packers at Cardinals Saturday okay. night. I will have to go with the Cardinals. All right, Tony. I uh, tend to disagree with Jeremy because he's usually wrong. However, I think he's dead on on this one. Uh, and that's a hot take. Green hot Bay take is, uh, they look like they were on fire. Um, and Washington, Washington, really good at home. Um, however, I am going to have to give this one to Arizona. Arizona looking really, really tough. Okay, congratulations, Cardinals. Sunday's game, Seahawks <laughs> at Panthers. Oh. Now, this is a tough one. I think the Panthers have looked really, really good all year, but I think the Seahawks are always a team that never gives up, yet I'm still going to pick the Panthers because I believe. Tony, I know this is your home team, so you're a little biased. I, I don't know if you want to pick next. or I'm going to go with the Panthers to win, um, and I still can't get into them, but I think they're very good. Um, I will tell you that Lego Man has the Panthers going all the way to the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl. However, he had them playing the Texans. Um, I think they would beat the Texans, so he's probably right there. Yes, I am going to go with Carolina. I think that that is a uh, they're they're a team. They're a special team. They're going to lose now. How many listeners are taking notes right now? Six people. None of them are taking notes. Why would you take notes on this podcast ever? I know who is taking notes. Coach Nick, who, by the way, shout out to him. He is overseas in a foreign country. So uh, shout out to all of our Canada. Mil- <laughs> hey, all right, Coach Nick. Canada. Shout out. <laughs> Over there in Toronto. <laughs> shout out to all of our military who are, uh, who are, who are serving to, to save us. Uh, against any sort of international incident, he's not really much doing like that. our I, sports picks. He's he's making making sure cargo gets from point A to point B. But that's besides Let's the point. Let's just finish this up because it's very painful. Last game of the weekend <laughs> is the Steelers at the Broncos. Ah, oh, now now who's quarterback in the Broncos? Uh, no, it's going to be uh, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, and uh, and it's probably not going to be Ben Roethlisberger. Yet I'm still going to pick the Steelers to win this one. Wow. Yes, I am. Now you don't have. I, I did notice that the Steelers were winning quite a bit when Roethlisberger was not playing, but they also had. Um, well, they started falling behind when he was not playing. This right. Last game. Right, but they had um, they had a great running back that also got injured as well, mm-hmm. who was the backup running back, and uh, I'm going to go w- with the. Uh, the, the Broncos, uh, I'll be honest with you, uh, Peyton Manning looked pretty good coming back from uh, from that injury. Tony. The voice of reason, the voice of truth, Cherokee Don, getting it right again. Can't disagree with him on this pick. <laughs> Denver Broncos all the way. All right. All right, so we basically all picked the Cardinals and the Panthers, so they're going to lose. And then two of us picked the Patriots, <laughs> two of us picked the Broncos. They're your losers for this weekend. By other way, than whoever sat on. through this NFL two of, us, two of us picked the Patriots and two of us picked the Broncos? Yeah. There's three of us on this show. No, but they're two different games. Okay. That was that. All right. Anyway, this went very well. I can't <laughs> wait for next week to see how all those picks turned out. And I'm sure you guys will be watching football just to compare our picks to what actually happened. That's what happened last week. I know we had literally thousands of listeners watching the NFL. The NFL should pay us to talk about the NFL. I love this show. <laughs> but now we get to the point on every show where we take some stuff we want to talk about and we bring it to you with Radio for Winners. And the news. That's right. Radio Winners and the news. Every week we take two to three news stories that everybody's been talking about. We take all the facts out that other people have already talked about. We bring it back to you in bite-sized chunks. You're a little bit smarter the next day at work. Hey, uh, 36. 36. 36. 
36. What is 36? 36 days till the Daytona 500. Oh, look at that. Every week we will point out how many days it is till the Daytona 500. And it's actually not correct for one of theirs. That's the best part of our countdown. Actually, it is. I, I actually did look the math. Look at that. Yeah. Don is um, extrapolating. Hey, um, also, just as a, um, a quick shout, um, we got some uh, early early dollars in on the, uh, the cost of renting an RV and driving it down to Bristol. Is it more expensive than when we priced it out last time? Um, I don't know. What what kind of price range were we talking about? It was still going to be about what we paid for hotels and everything, so it was, was going to be about 300 bucks a person, I want to say. It's going to be a little bit more than that. <laughs> How much more than <laughs> about, that, Don? About double. <laughs> that's that's a little more than I want to pay for an RV, Don. I, I, I do as well, so we're going to have to talk this out, but maybe we can get, maybe, maybe we can get 100 people into an RV. <laughs> <laughs> so I get more more info more info to come. Um but trip is still on. Just not sure how we're getting there yet. Wow, that's gonna be exciting. Yes it is. Um well you know, maybe there's a handful of people we could invite we don't know very well. For example, there's a group of gentlemen hold up at a national park in Oregon. Ah, uh, yes. We didn't really talk about this last week because I'm not even sure if it was uh, really a news item by the time we recorded last week, but uh a militia has taken over some some government taken land to to start a park and they're gonna they're gonna make a point by just making sure that they're in it they're gonna take it back from the government they have a lot to prove but they forgot to bring a lot of supplies they needed before they went Cherokee Don would have brought a lot of supplies he's always very prepared unless it's about actually ordering an RV then he's not prepared <laughs> but they didn't bring all the food they needed they didn't bring a lot of uh, toiletries things they need so they asked the internet to please send them supplies and they gave a place to send them on Amazon. Well, it turns out when you ask the Internet to do things for you, they send you boxes of dildos. <laughs> boxes of dildos. They've, they've, uh, they've filmed a video where they basically <laughs> point out all the things people have sent them that they don't want. And my favorite is a box full of dildos that's just called a bag of dicks. <laughs> sent to a bag of dicks. And then they angrily throw everything off the table and joke they're going to sell it on eBay and make their money back. Now, aside from that, you're not going to sell a big box of used dildos on eBay for any real Wait profit. Wait a minute. They were used dildos? No, I'm. I didn't. I. I don't you just said so. used dildos. Well, no. If they're going to sell them, they're used. Oh, okay. Even if they didn't use them, although they might, they're very lonely out there in Oregon. They still have to sell them on eBay. You're not going to make a lot of money off some possibly used dildos. Would you? <laughs> would you buy a used dildo? Well, it depends how cheap it is. <laughs> I am very thrifty. I like to save a few bucks here and there. If my dildos are used and I can save a little bit of money, a little bit of Dawn, rub that on there. You're totally got a brand new clean dildo. <laughs> I would like to see you rub a little bit of Dawn. D A W N. I didn't mean rub your dildo on Dawn. That would be weird. That'd be a little odd. A little odd. Now, what do you think about these guys that are holed up up there? Oh, I think they're shitheads. <laughs> I think they're awful. I'm glad someone mailed them a bag of dicks. I sort of think that we should just abandon that park as a national park and just go. Hey, you know what? Whatever. Well, it's not. It's not like they took over Yellowstone or somewhere that people are going to be like, yeah, we're going to take over this massive... They, they took over, like, like if you went to, like, the Crofton Park and took it over, no one cares. I mean, what are we going to do? Are we going to go in there with SWAT team and, like, you know, take over the building and be like, you know what, the park belongs to the people? Well, no, they're going to let the, the local police handle it. Oh. If Donald, president, or Donald Trump was president, uh, those guys would have been out there in 24 hours, and they would have paid for the wall solidified <laughs> between the states and Mexico, this militia. But to be honest, if Donald Trump was president, they would not have taken over the park anyway. They, their, their problems don't seem to be <laughs> based on If Donald Trump were president, they wouldn't have had the opportunity. That's right, because all parks will be sold to the Chinese. It's going <laughs> to save us a lot of money. He's going to make us a lot of money. He's going to be a wonderful president. I cannot wait. However, if I was upset, what a segue. I think what I would do is protest. But here's a protest I don't quite understand also in oregon portland oregon this time a lot of oregon news this week a man was protesting a year ago outside of a portland portland but he was arrested and he's decided to sue the state for his sucks uh, oh. i was gonna say for success but it wasn't success he was arrested success yep so here's here's the thing he protested outside of the courthouse and how would you protest outside of a courthouse I would actually not protest outside of Portland. Let's say you had some real beef with the city of Portland. What would you do to protest outside of this? Would you hold up signs talking about how the state is unfairly taxing you? Um, I would not protest because I can't stand protesting. However, if I had to, I would just have a sign uh, with whatever my argument was. Or maybe just yell and sing a song. He was instead playing the violin completely nude 
in front of uh, in front of town hall, and therefore he was arrested for um, uh, public, public nudity. nudity. Yep. I like how you had to think about what I he was going to say. Drunk and disorderly, but that's not right. <laughs> that's what I was arrested for. He was arrested for <laughs> for, uh, for public nudity. So he's decided to sue the city for one million dollars for his hardships because he was he was um, he was playing in the nude. Playing violin outside of the courthouse to prove a point. By the way, I'd like to point out that I looked online to try to find other <laughs> other articles on it. No one knows what he was protesting. No. <laughs> That's the best part of it. If, if you have a strong protest, people should know what your message is. His was just, I'm a weirdo playing naked in front of the uh But that, that warrants $1 million. According to him, it, it is worth $1 million. Would so you? I will be out front of our <laughs> the Annapolis State House playing the bongos completely naked. You can come out and see me. I'll be there next Saturday all day long. I'll be very excited. There I was, playing the bongos outside the state house. Just me and my bongos, if you know what I mean. It's definitely a weird protest. And my protest will be just as weird, if not better, because I want to make a lot of press. What would you protest? Uh, well, if I was just going to be naked outside playing the bongos, I would <laughs> probably just protest something that makes no sense. Perhaps I'd be out there to promote fire safety. Ah, And if I was, hopefully there would be a lot of local news out there. Maybe there would be some witnesses. And if they did, hopefully they'd be better than this next witness. I don't have a lot to say about this because it's it actually just the most incredible news clip I've ever heard. But let's say I was out in front of the state house just lighting bongos on fire while I play them, and some lady was invited onto the news to talk about what she saw, and this is what she said. This is the most incredible eyewitness to anything ever. I don't even have a lot to say. Just listen. She said, well, I was on the phone cooking me and my baby some breakfast. And she said, hey, something wrong is popping. I said, what? She said, yeah. I said, no. Nah. So the girl come downstairs. She come out her apartment with her baby with no shoes on. I said, oh, girl, it's cold outside. She said, something ain't right. I said, oh, man. She said, oh, man, the building is on fire. I said, no, what? I got my three kids and we bounced out. Uh-uh, we ain't going to be in no fire. Not today. <laughs> the weirdest part of that when you see it you- you wouldn't imagine. That's Taylor Swift. <laughs> That's what makes Bob Kirk drink, by the way. <laughs> I love local news interviews like that. That's the best. <laughs> and the fact that they, you know that after like three seconds in, they're like, man. But they were like, no, put it on the air. No, no. They they literally, I, I, I saw the guy's Twitter feed. It's just like some sort of a-hole reporter. He's like. Yep, this is going viral. Essentially, he just <laughs> he, he, he just posted. I hope a, three assholes in a garage yeah. use this on their podcast next week. <laughs> you know, like you know, my favorite part of the year is when we get the big snowstorms in, and the guy with like the horse's head on and like not wearing a shirt, yeah, like walks up and down. Ice. Yeah, he walks up and down like Route Forty in Ellicott City with like nothing else on. That that is my favorite time of year. But but this this has definitely enhanced it because not today. It's, it's, it's the best interview I can think of off the top of my head. I, I would definitely. I don't know how you pronounce her name. How do you pronounce that? D O B Y N E? Jones. <laughs> well, then look up Michelle Jones' fire videos. <laughs> I'm sure we'll put second. it on our blog. I haven't updated in six months. Well, it's yeah, going to be an <laughs> incredible blog this week. Why have you not updated the blog? I'm very lazy, Don. I'm very depressed. I don't want to do anything. Hey, you know, the best part of these types of videos that make it onto, uh, onto, uh, onto YouTube. Are the remix. Things. Yeah. Will this beats the song I was going to sing us out to tonight. So I'll skip singing yet again this week. Maybe next week I'll sing us out. But until then, hopefully uh, you'll listen to the show. You'll come back next week. Thank you again, Ryan Connor. Please watch Making a Murderer. Apparently it's a very good show. I didn't watch any of it. Thank you, Ryan Connor, for joining the show. Thank you, Michelle Dubini or whatever the hell Jones. your name is. <laughs> this is a fantastic song. This is awesome. We're ruining it by talking. About it. See you next week. <laughs> Justin Bieber puts this much energy into a song.
three, two, one, go. You can follow. You can. Contact Radio for Winners on Twitter at Radio for Winners, Facebook.com, search for Radio for Winners, or if you want to send us an email, hit us up on the Gmail, rfwshow at gmail.com. Well, there you have it, folks. Another happy ending from the good people, Jimmy James Incorporated. <laughs>